our next guest on this week's Irish NFL show, a very special guest, uh, a man who is familiar with Ireland, both from his uh, his college days playing for Notre Dame, and he is now an NFL long snapper for the Detroit Lions. Scott Daly, very welcome to the Irish NFL show. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure to be on. Delighted to, to have you on. And um, we ask all our, our guests this, but we already chatted a little bit before we got started. Um, you're, you have considerable Irish heritage. I do. So, so both my grandparents actually hail from Galway. Uh, my grandfather is from Galway City and uh, my grandmother is from Salt Hill. And uh, unfortunately, I have not been able to visit uh, those parts yet, but uh, hoping in the, in the near future to be able to, to venture over there. I was had the good fortune of visiting Dublin uh, back in college. As, as we were talking about earlier, but uh, yeah, just very, very lucky and very, very, uh, very, very proud of my Irish heritage. And uh, my father is uh, full Irish as well. And uh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed having that heritage as well. Scott, could you talk to, talk to us about your early days, I suppose, the love for, for NFL, how it, how it grew in, in Illinois, like the story of kids having posters of players on their walls. And then I read a story about you having Patrick Minelli from the Bears on your wall. And I went, that's not the type of player most most people growing up would have on their wall. Tell us about that whole, I suppose, the younger years in terms of getting used to the sport itself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, long snapper, uh, it's, a, it's a unique position that a lot of players really don't, you know, idolize as much. It's a very, you know, hidden position that, you know, it's, it's a position that, if you're getting publicized, that's usually not a good thing. And <laughs> you really like to stay under the radar. And really, if, if, if you're doing your job well, that's when no one knows your name. And it's such a unique position. And um, it was kind of growing up, I actually thought I was going to play college baseball for the longest time. Baseball was my first sport. It was my first love and still is. I still love the sport so much and still follow it to this day. I'm a diehard Cubs fan and uh, Chicago Cubs fan. And but doing that, I put so much time and effort and energy into baseball and thought that that was going to be my way to go to college and was pretty good. You know, I put a lot of time and effort in, into it since I was a very young kid. And actually, so I played football starting in fifth grade. I was like kind of a late bloomer in that sense. I was begging my, my parents to let me play football. All my friends were playing it and I just really wanted to be involved. I love sports and being active. And finally, she gave in from the, the begging and pleading and let me go out there and was kind of at a stage in my life where I was kind of tall, not that athletic, but can throw a baseball pretty well. And I think my coaches took that and had me long snap. And it was my one position that I was fairly consistent at, didn't know what I was doing, was very, very raw and kind of just uh, took it as it was. And fast forward to my sophomore year in high school, I was still all focused on baseball, kind of the football on the side to pass things over, you know, just like during the fall. And my sophomore head coach, uh, Mark Wiggins, who I was actually a kicker at Illinois State University. Uh, he had a knack and an eye for kickers, punters, and long snappers and uh, was able to kind of differentiate guys who had some raw talent and kind of pulled me to the side after one practice and said, hey, uh, have you ever thought about this long snapping thing, you know, moving forward? And I'm like, no, I've really, you know, just love baseball, always want to play baseball. And I think they continue to do that. And he goes, well, I think you should probably go to some camps and take this seriously. Cause if you actually work at it, you can go to college on full scholarship. And I told him, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. Like people don't do that. And I just, just, uh, you know, just like hearing that from the first time, I thought it was a joke and just was something that was never just attainable. And 
He says, no, 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 seriously, you probably should do this. And um, <clears throat> at that point, I went to a long snapping camp, my first one in, in Illinois. I didn't even know that they had long snapping camps. Uh, and I went to one by the name of Chris Rubio, long snapping. He's well-renowned uh, in the States as the go-to guy in terms of long snappers that are trying to go from high school to college and get that scholarship and that exposure. And uh, once my first camp, I was so new to it, my head was spinning the entire time. And uh, from there, I got ranked the number four long snapper in the country. And that was kind of a really big wake-up call um, to thinking possibly might want to focus my attention towards long snapping as opposed to baseball. And had a long discussion with my parents, really laid it all out, wrote it all down, the pros and cons, and really want to put all my eggs in one basket and really focus on this long snapping gig. And luckily it panned out. I just worked my tail off at an awesome support system with my, my parents. They were supporting me all the way and was able to get my first college offer um, to Northwestern, actually. Uh, it was spring of my junior year in April. And then from then, uh, just really wanted to take my game to the next level. And I had visited Notre Dame a couple of times, but still didn't have an offer yet. And really wanted, after going there for one game, uh, my junior year, I really fell in love with the school, just the culture, the environment, and just everything that, everything that Notre Dame had to offer in terms of athletics and academics. And uh, was lucky enough to get a scholarship offer a couple months later after Northwestern and committed right, right on the, on the spot in the office before they had a chance to uh, take it away. <laughs> so, and then from there, uh, I mean, just really just try to just push myself and, you know, having idols like Patrick Manley, who is a really clo close friend of mine to this day. Um, he really helped me really take my game to the next level in terms of gearing towards the NFL uh, mindset and, really helped me from there. And uh, I was very, very lucky to have uh, a lot of mentors and role models with Chris Rubio and Patrick Manley and a lot of guys that really helped me uh, along that path. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you go to your first camp and then you discover that you're the, the fourth best long staffer in the country. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that's quite something. But um, I suppose, obviously, look, the Notre Dame piece, uh, you know, I've been fortunate to visit the stadium and the campus, and it's just incredible, the atmosphere that that's there. Um, you know, I've heard, we've heard for current and former players talk about, you know, how it kind of prepares you for, for life in the NFL, but really interested in, in like what that was like for, for you. I mean, the experience of, of coming to Ireland, you know, and playing over here, but then going back and, and playing in, in South Bend and, um, you know, that you had a, a seriously good team at that time. We did. Yeah. So I was lucky enough. My freshman year was 2012, uh, like you said. So our first game was against Navy and Dublin in Aviva Stadium. And I mean, to just have like your first Nardim football game, college football game in that atmosphere, in that environment, while also having the roots of being Irish and to have my father there, my grandfather there, um, my father's cousins, who he hasn't seen in many, many years, all in, in, in the uh, stands. It was just my head was spinning the entire time. I honestly couldn't even tell you like what happened during the game. I was just, just trying to process it all and just trying to soak it all in. And it was a tremendous experience. I mean, just having those roots and to be able to explore just the homeland of where my grandparents have, have, have come from. It was truly an amazing experience to, to be able to kick off my college career uh, in that sense, uh, in that stadium and with that environment. And just also seeing the 
you know, just like Notre Dame fans traveling and like the amount of support that we had over there and just to, to be able to experience that different atmosphere and stadium was uh, pretty incredible. And, um, you know, obviously 2012, uh, we had a really, really good season. Uh, I got to write, I did not play that year. I was, uh, I registered, I had a, I had a senior ahead of myself uh, who was finishing out his career at Notre Dame, but just to be able to soak that all in and to be able to ride the coattails of a lot more, uh, talented players than, than myself. And the, uh, the overall team that we had was uh, pretty incredible to start off my season there. Uh, we went 12 and 0, had a lot of crazy finishes and was able to go to the national championship game in Miami against Alabama. And uh, unfortunately we weren't able to, to close it out that year, but uh, it was a incredible season. And I was very, very lucky and very fortunate to, to be able to experience that at, at Notre Dame. We had a lot of ups and downs, highs and lows, but like you said, uh, the experience that I had was uh, very, very fulfilling. I was able to have an amazing academic experience, uh, amazing social experience. I was able to meet many, many friends who are still friends to this day and um, to be able to compete at the highest level and to be able to travel places, meet a lot of amazing people and to eventually my senior year meet my wife, uh, Monica Robinson, who was, uh, she was the star of the uh, tennis team uh, at the time and was able to meet her. And we uh, got married a couple of years later after that. Um, she actually was on the pro circuit and, uh, we got married a couple of years after that as well. And, um, I, I had a complete experience at Notre Dame and I uh, was very, very grateful uh, for the experience that I had. Scott, I suppose the tradition, traditional way of players entering the NFL via the college route in the draft is, it's kind of, it's there, but it's no longer the, you know, the only avenue, you know, there's players now who come to the international academy or they play in the, in the CFL and you had the opportunity to play in the XFL and once it didn't, I suppose the entirety of the season wasn't played out because of COVID. It's still, I imagine, it was a very good experience just to kind of prepare yourself for that opportunity to go into the NFL. Can you talk about that time at the Guardians? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I mean, everyone's journey to the NFL is very, very unique and mine was uh, no exception to that. Uh, so coming out of college, uh, I was getting some interest from the NFL. Um, you know, I was always a dream of mine and always a goal of mine um, throughout college that I always wanted to have an opportunity to compete for an NFL job. Uh, I felt like I had... Uh, the tools and traits to be able to do that. And uh, I just wanted to see uh, how things were, were going to pan out. I, I knew it wasn't guaranteed as long snap for such a unique position where there's only one per team and the turnover is not as consistent as some other positions uh, may be. And if guys are locked in there for a long time, you never know when your opportunity may, may come. It's a, it's kind of a mixture of just timing and luck uh, to be able to put yourself in the right position and then making the most of that opportunity. So coming out of college, uh, I didn't get signed to a team initially, which was disappointing. I mean, I, I set high standards for myself and I felt like I had um, the chance to prove myself in an NFL camp, but didn't have that happen. But I was lucky enough. I got a rookie minicamp invite to the Chicago Bears. Uh, which being from Chicago, that was a great experience to be able to have that opportunity to to try out and to compete for that job uh, was a great experience and got kind of got my like pinky toe like in the door, as, as, as you may say, uh, to the NFL experience. And uh, I think just knowing that, like I said earlier, that timing is a huge part of it. And just knowing that there are a lot of really talented specialists out there, kickers, punters, and long snappers. And many guys have taken many, many years to break into the NFL. Um, and I, I knew that I had the tools and traits to be able to do that. And if I was able to execute from with the, uh, just like, uh, opportunity that I was able to be given, um, that I think that things would have worked out. And so 
fast forward one year after graduating, um, I went to a, a free agent specialist camp where this old uh, uh, NFL head coach, um, special teams coach, uh, Gary's honor. He hosts a bunch of kickers, partners and long snappers uh, to be able to come together and compete for NFL coaches and was able to do well there. Got a couple of workouts and tries with teams and was lucky enough to sign with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And really that was a tremendous experience. I was able to compete against one of the best long snappers ever, to ever do it there. He played for 17 years. I just, just retired a couple of years ago and to really get my foot in the door to get some film, um, just to be able to show teams of, you know, what I got and to be able to hopefully just keep on progressing forward uh, in terms of my NFL experience. It was a great uh, opportunity. And at the end of the day, I wasn't able to make the final roster, but uh, I knew that again, that I was just keep on pressing on, keep on getting a little bit closer, inching a little bit closer. And uh, luckily these uh, spring leagues popped up, like you said, these other avenues, like we had the CFL, um, you know, and I think in the States there, there was a, this kind of, you know, yearning for a spring league out there. People obviously love football in the States. And I think to, to have that football 24 seven, I think for the fans is great, but also knowing that there are so many talented players that are non rosters that are just looking for the next opportunity to be able to showcase their talents. And um, so I was able, lucky enough uh, to be able to play in the Alliance of American football, the AAF uh, as you will. And, Played for the San Antonio Commanders, had an amazing coaching staff there and Mike Riley and had a tremendous experience. San Antonio was very so welcoming uh, to us to be able to have a team that seemed like just like overnights and to be able to have the fan base that we have and just the the overall uh, welcoming experience was truly amazing. And I think as a specialist, it was the best thing that I could have asked for in terms of just getting more film out there, showing teams that I was healthy, I was ready to go, and I was able to do the job at, at, at a very, very high level. And unfortunately, uh, there were some uh, shady finances that uh, caused the league to fold. And it was a bummer because I really enjoyed that experience. San Antonio was just an amazing place to play. And I told my wife at that time, uh, if if I would have played there for three or four years in the AAF, and if that would have been the extent of my football career, I would have been totally fine with that as it was such an enjoyable experience experience for me and uh, luckily there are things worked out in the end but so then after that there was a lot of pondering going on of you know is this is this avenue really right for me should I pursue something else or keep on going forward but my fiance and now wife at the time she was very very supportive and said just keep on going for it keep on pushing you're you're so close you're right there and luckily I had an opportunity to play in the XFL um, and to continue to continue to play at the professional level um, so to speak, and be able to really just, just show teams that I'm just, I'm, I'm right there. I'm, I'm, I'm able to do my job at the highest level. And again, just with the whole timing and everything, just hoping that things would, would fall my way. And unfortunately COVID happened to us in the entire world during that time and uh, cut our season short, but I was able to get some good film out there and was able to see what, what was uh, just like going to happen. And nothing happened for almost uh, close to a year. And I was, you know, I told my wife at, at that point that if I didn't get any calls um, before that next season, that I was going to hang on my cleats and I was totally fine with it. I was at peace with it. I prayed about it constantly and thought that it was, uh, you know, God showed me that it just wasn't, wasn't in his, in the uh, cars for me, but luckily the uh, Detroit Lions called and reached out and said, Hey, Hey, uh, we liked your film. And if uh, things work out, uh, we're going to sign you to our team and have the opportunity to compete uh, for the job. And luckily things worked out and I was able to compete uh, for the job here in training camp last season and um, was uh, very, very fortunate to be able to win that job and to be able to start my NFL career uh, at that point. It was a long, windy road, but uh, it, it was definitely uh, wouldn't have changed it for anything. It definitely made me into the person of uh, 
just like who I am today. And to be able to have that experience, I'm very, very grateful for. Yeah, incredible experience, I think, to to draw on, uh, certainly. And, um, you know, the I suppose the resilience that you showed time and time again is a testament to, to your character. Look, uh, we are, you know, thousands of miles away from Detroit, but I can tell you that I think the Lions became a lot of people's second team last year. And a lot of that was to do with Dan Campbell. Um, We talked about it, the Irish being a nation of storytellers as well. He is certainly a storyteller, uh, larger than life and in front of the cameras. We've all heard the, the anecdotes. What is what is it like to, to be a player on a on a Dan Campbell coach team? He's amazing. He really is. I mean, uh, he, he is that person that you see, you know, like to the media, and he's just a very authentic person. Uh, he's the, the same person that you get with him talking to us, talking to the coaching staff, and talking to the media. And I think uh, it's been really cool to, with us being on Hard Knocks, to be, for the rest of the world to be able to see the kind of person that coach is. That he's just a tough, resilient person that just really, at the, at the end of the day, wants what's best for the entire team. And he's is willing to do whatever it takes for us to be successful and to be able to see him day in, day out, uh, just giving his very best each and every day uh, is truly an amazing thing to have in a head coach. And I'm very, very lucky to have him as a head coach. I mean, he gave me an opportunity uh, when uh, no one else would. And um, I love playing for him. He just brings that energy and enthusiasm. And he's a truly genuine person uh, who really wants what's uh, best for everyone in, in the team. And it's been awesome. And uh, I'm just really excited to be able to, to be able to this season for us to do well and to uh, push forward and to continue to progress. Scott, I'm not sure if, if you and the team have shut out the noise, but there's a lot of people um, in the media who feel that this Lions team is on the upward curve and going in the right direction. And I guess a lot of that is down to Coach Campbell, you know, two really exciting players in the fourth round and Williams and Hutchinson. Like, there's a lot of people that feels, to feel this team can make a move this year. Are you, are you aware this is the talk outside of, outside of the, the office? And, uh, how do the parents feel about the whole situation? It definitely feels different this year. I think that we have the uh, the right pieces in place to be able to progress in the right direction. Like you said, I think that uh, I think last year was a, a a true testament to the the direction overall direction that that we're going. As the end of the season, Coach Campbell was kept on saying over and over that we just keep on getting better each and every week and it may not show right away but it's going to show uh at just like some point in time and i think that was a big wake-up call when we uh played the cardinals last year and uh really was able to put together a really nice win against them and i think just showed more than anything for us that we're able to play with anybody and it's regardless of who who it's like lined up against that we're able to play with anyone and i think uh, that was a, a really good move in the right direction for us and uh, to be able to finish stronger uh, towards the back half of the season last year, I think was great. And like you said, to be able to get some more pieces this year and to make some more additions. I mean, the coaching staff has done an amazing job in uh, putting us in great position to be successful this year. And we're really excited um, from the offense, defense and special teams. I think we're moving the right in, in the right direction. And you can definitely feel there's a different energy in the building. And I think everyone feels the same way that, uh, that if we uh, put things in the right place, that uh, we can be successful. Yeah, no, uh, I have my brother-in-law uh, lives um, not too far from from Detroit, and um, you know I was there last year uh, in late November, or early December, and you could begin to feel the the change at at that time. People kind of um, having had those. Um, you know, barren years. We're beginning to to really get get behind the the team. And obviously, you mentioned hard knocks a little while ago. What? How aware are you and the team, like of, of that being 
being recorded? Is that even something that, that factors in? And has it led like to, to people at, at like family barbecues coming up and asking about, you know, in Hutchins party piece? <laughs> that's funny um for me personally it hasn't been a huge difference um so when actually when i was at notre dame um we had a show with showtime uh, it was called a season with notre dame where they actually followed us uh throughout the entire season and had cameras much like what uh, hard knocks has been doing with us um it hasn't been any bit of a distraction i feel like i think the team's handled it really really well um they've been very very cordial and uh, very just considerate of everything going on and they have a job to do we have a job to do we Totally understand that and uh, I, th I think they've, they've done a really nice job though to be able to see the final product of what they put out there of represent the team and be able to show just individual stories of guys who are trying to make the team and to be able to really put a human element I think to a lot of guys is a really cool to see and yeah, we're just really excited uh, for what they've been able to do and uh, for the product that we're, that we're just like putting together and to be able to, to showcase that, to showcase Coach Campbell. And uh, I think it's been really cool to see uh, what they've been able to do. Scott, I listened to a number of GMs this week in various teams, and they all expressed how difficult this week is, you know, cutting the team down to 53 and the difficulties and supposed to, you know, the recommendations that the, the GM, the head coach make in terms of who to keep and who, who not to keep. As a player who's experienced two sides, I guess, you know, as you said, you touched on the fact that you were with the Cowboys and was released. How difficult is it for you as a player seeing people that you would have obviously built up great relationships with throughout the course of training camp not be there anymore? And then I suppose the the flip side is with the waiver wire players are brought in a week before the season and then how quickly is it to adapt to building new relationships relationships with people coming into the team right yeah it's uh definitely definitely the uh, toughest part of the day uh, for both players and coaches alike um you never you know want to see guys go but it's the uh the unfortunate part of the business that we have to you know cut things cut guys down and uh have to cut the rosters down uh it's just the way that is and uh, it's definitely a, a bummer it's a to see guys that you know put you know so much time and effort and energy into what they're trying to do and but we fully trust the coaching staff that they're doing the very best uh, to put the best possible team out there and we just understand it's just part of the business and uh in in terms of the waiver wire stuff i think that that just just a credit to the coaching staff and recognizing that if this guy's the absolute right fit that they're gonna do whatever they can and make the team better and we we can have full confidence knowing that if they're going through the time and effort to be able to bring something in a waiver wire that they're a good fit for the building not just on the field but off the field and uh we've had amazing uh experience with, with that in uh, years past and I think just the uh, the coaching staff in front office done a really good job uh, with that and setting up, putting the right pieces just in place. And now it's time for us to to make it and uh, turn it into uh, wins this fall. I'm interested in your per perspective as a player. I, I don't know if you saw when the schedule release came out, the Seahawks did this piece where they had uh, Pete Carroll and the kind of fake schedule and, and the, the guys getting all riled up. I'm just wondering for, for you, when you get to, to see the schedule, is there a particular kind of game or a couple of games that you look for being from Chicago? Is it that you're looking to see when you guys are going to play the Bears or what? Is it just like you're like, well, whatever way it plays out it plays out and uh, you know a, a bit like the, the bill belichick we're, we're on to cincinnati right <laughs> yeah we're on to cincinnati uh no it, it's a definitely exciting i think for a lot of guys uh just to be able to see you know kind of get your mindset of you know 
where we're going to be during what point of the season. Obviously, you know, our uh, division games are going to be the same regardless. It's just a matter of uh, when we're going to be going to places like Chicago and Green Bay and if it's going to be uh, earlier in the season or uh, later down the road uh, when it's uh, cold and windy and uh, less than ideal conditions. But uh, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, definitely cool seeing how teams have really taken something, you know, that can be so mundane and so just ordinary to really extraordinary. And I thought the Lions did a really good job uh, with their uh, schedule release. They had a uh, – a local favorite who's a uh, urban survival uh, tactic, uh, and he did a really good job of uh, changing things up a bit and uh, making it really entertaining uh, for the fans as well. It's a, it was definitely cool to see. And uh, but I mean, out, out, I guess the only intriguing thing is uh, just figuring out you know who we're playing you know in terms of outside of our our division and if we have any long road trips or anything. But uh, outside of that, like you said, it's just like we're like you know on to where we have this weekend. We're uh, on to Philly, as as they would say. Uh, Scott, you were commended in 2015 for your work in terms of uh, providing supplies to the Dominican Republic. I'm just interested to know, what does Scott Daly do in his pastime outside of football? You touched on your love for baseball. I mean, do you take away from the football and what baseball is or something else uh, in your life that you enjoy doing that's away from the game? So. Right. Yeah. No, I was definitely grateful to take that trip. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I was able to partner up with the foundation called uh, Here for the Kids and uh, to be able to take that spring break down there and to be able to help kids down to Harabaco uh, was an amazing experience. And uh, outside of football, um, I love being active. Uh, my wife and I are very active people. We love to travel, love to go outdoors. And uh, with uh, COVID the past couple of years, it's been tough to be able to travel. But now that things are lightening up, uh, we're excited to Traveled during the off season. Uh, we went to Hawaii uh, this past couple of weeks um, after the season, and uh, yeah, just uh, love to travel, love to be active, uh, love, love love listening to music, and uh, just uh, spending quality time with uh, my wife and uh, our little dog uh, Obi. So uh, yeah, I definitely enjoy that, and uh, yeah, I love to yeah just take my off football here and there, and uh, love to just be active overall. But uh, yeah, very lucky to have a, an amazing wife that uh, we have a lot of shared experiences and um, we love doing things together and I'm very, very grateful for her. Well, we are grateful to you for um, giving us your, your time today. And certainly if you and your wife enjoy traveling, you enjoy hiking, Ireland is a great spot. We'd uh, be more than delighted to, to buy you uh, a few pints, but just, we want to say thank you very much. We want to wish you personally and uh, the Lions all the very best for the upcoming season. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much.